KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah. And today is Tuesday. This is KMTT, Torah Podcast. This is Ezra Bik. Today's Shur is in Parshat HaShavua, Parshat Shlach. And it's my turn. I'll be giving the Shur. Parshat Shlach, of course, is mostly, as the name indicates, and most of the Psukim deal with the Chet HaMaraglim, sin of the spies and its ramifications. There are two great Chataim, one in Sefer Shmot and one in Sefer Bamidba, whose effects and consequences resonate throughout the Dorot. There's Chet HaEgel in Pashat Kitisa and Chet HaMaraglim in Pashat Shlach. In both cases, the response of Moshe Rabbeinu is is amazing. Moshe Rabbeinu, in heroic stance of defense of Am Yisrael, turns back the decree of God, which basically threatened to destroy the Jews after that sin, and basically affects a measure of forgiveness, most importantly, the continuation of the plan. Now, the truth is that Moshe Rabbeinu is more successful after Chet Egel than after Chet Maraglim. After Chet Egel, as far as we can see, God's plan continues unabated. The Jews continue to go to Eretz Yisrael. There are no uh, negative ramifications. It's true that Chazal uh, saw in Chet Maraglim something which, in terms of its consequences and echoes throughout the generations, is in fact more inimical, more present, more influential than Chet HaMaraglim, which is the reason, for instance, why in Yom Kippur they saw the theme of Chet Ego coming back. You need constant kapara for Chet Ego. And perhaps the reason was because there was, in fact, no punishment done at the time. On the other hand, Chet HaMaraglim, even though Moshe is successful in turning back God's decree, but nonetheless not completely. And God says, Salachti Kidvarecha, I forgive, but, and the but there is, is huge. God swears, Ve'ulam, but, these people will not enter Eretz Yisrael. Nonetheless, this is one of Moshe Rabbeinu's finest hours. And yet, if we compare Moshe's tactics, Moshe's approach, after Chet Egel to after Chet Maraglim, they appear very, very different. In Chet Egel, and I won't go into the details now, but a, a, a cursory look at Pashat Kitisa indicates that Moshe Rabbeinu took a very personal, a very personal role in demanding, arguing, persuading God to forgive the Jews. The most striking expression was when he said, if you won't forgive them, then erase my name from your book. Afterwards, it's followed by his request that God should show him the ways. If I have found favor in your eyes. Moshe Rabbeinu places a great deal of the burden of the relationship between God and the Jews on his own merit. This is not found at all in Chet HaMaraglim. In Chet HaMaraglim, on the contrary, rather than taking upon himself to be the key to forgiveness, Moshe Rabbeinu places it on 
God. And he says, putting it into the mouths of the Egyptians, V'sham'u Mitzrayim ki ha'elita b'chahacha et ha'am hazeh mi'chibbo The Egyptians hear that you have, knowing that you have taken them out of Egypt. V'yamru el yoshev ha'aretz hazot sham'u ki ata Adonai b'kerav ha'am hazeh sha'ayin ba'ayin nira'a ata Adonai v'anancha u'meid alayhem u'amud anan ata olech lifnehem yomam u'amudayish layla and remembering, and they will mention to the people of this coming land, the land of Canaan, how you have appeared to the Jews eye to eye, face to face, and the cloud is over them by day, and the pillar of fire by night. And then you will kill these people, and those nations will say, because you were unable to bring them, and that's why you slaughtered them in the in the desert. Moshe Rabbeinu here is taking a very different tactic than he took after the Cheta Egel, somewhat earlier. He's not saying, because of me, forgive them. Help me get you to forgive them. He's saying, because of you, forgive them. He, in effect, is saying to God, you will not be able, or you shouldn't be able, to allow this to take place. What is the source of Moshe Rabbeinu's response here? And I think we can find the answer to this question if we notice the connection between Parshat Shlach and Cheta Eger and Cheta Maraglim, Parshat Shlach and the Sin of the Spies, and last week's Parsha, Parshat Bahalotcha, and the Sin of the Mitonenim, which forms the crucial central point of that Pasha. The Mitonim and the Mitavim and Moshe Rabbeinu's response there. Let's look at our Pasha Shlach. When God first speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu after the Chet has taken place, after the ten spies have persuaded the Jews or appealed to the Jews not to go and in fact the people seem to be swayed all of a sudden, the glory of God appears and God speaks to Moshe. And he says, He asks Moshe Rabbeinu, How long will these people, Yina'atsuni, Rashi says Yina'atsuni means Yergezuni, it's based on Targum Unkelis. How long will they will they annoy me? Will they incite me? The Nitziv and Hamikdava, I think, well, for my purpose, it's even better. He says Yinatsuni means bizayon. How long will they will they insult me? And how long will they not believe in me and all the signs which I have done in their midst? Then he issues the threat. I will wipe them out completely and make you into the new people. What are these questions that God is asking Moshe Rabbeinu? How long will these people insult me? Incite me? How long will they not believe in me even though I've done all these great signs and wonders for them? 
Is Moshe Rabbeinu supposed to answer this question? Is it a question? Or is it in fact a most unusual response to come from Melech Machayam Lachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu? God comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and, and he complains. I mean, I would understand, as we find in other sins, that God comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, they're bad and I'm going to punish them. That's what happened in Chet HaEgel. God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech reid, kishi chet amcha, and I'm going to kill them. Here comes Rabbeinu and he says, I, how long was this going to go on? Moshe, God is complaining to Moshe? It's, it's as though he's saying, I've lost my patience. I, I, I can't take it anymore. Kaviyachol, a hundred times Kaviyachol. God, God is, is like, he's like losing his patience. He, he, he's saying, I can't do it anymore. What am I supposed to do with these people? Oh, the only solution I can think of is to start all over. He's throwing in the towel. What does this remind us of? Going back, not the many psukim. Moshe Rabbeinu has organized the Jews to begin the fateful march to Eretz Israel in the middle of Pashat Baalotcha. And they fold up the camp and they start, which will be just a couple of days. They're 11 days away from Eretz Israel. And then they start complaining about the food and about the, the way they're going. And Moshe hears their complaint, doesn't say anything to them, turns to God, and he says, he says to God, why? Why have you done this to me? Why are you being mean to me to put this burden of these people on me? Did I give birth to them? Did I, was I pregnant with them that you say to me that I should carry them the way a, a, a nursemaid carries the the infant. Where am I going to get the food, the meat to give these people? I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. If you make me to take care of them, I'd rather you kill me if you like me. I just can't take it anymore. Given the differences in who's speaking to whom, I think the statement is very, very similar. What God says to Moshe Rabbeinu in Chet Maraglim, how long do I have to suffer this ungrateful people? He says it personally. Yenatsuni. They're, 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 they're inciting against me. They're, they're annoying me. They're shaming me. God, God is expressing to Moshe Rabbeinu his personal hurt. And then when he says, tam karega, I want to wipe them out, he's saying, I can't take it anymore. That's exactly what Moshe said to God after the mitalunim and the mitavim. It's exactly what he says. He says to God, I can't do it anymore. You've put a burden on me and I can't carry them. I'm supposed to carry them like a nursemaid carries an infant. I can't do it. I'd rather be dead.
What was God's response to Moshe Rabbeinu when Moshe Rabbeinu came with that complaint? He said, okay, you're right. I'll get you some people to help you. God's response to Moshe Rabbeinu's begging to die rather than have to carry on alone with the Jewish people on his back. So gather 70 people. They'll help you. You have a problem. So don't come crying. Get some help. It's only a matter of strength. You don't have enough strength to carry them. The whole metaphor of Moshe Rabbeinu's speech in Baalotcha was that they were too heavy. It was a masa. Lasum et masa kol alay. To put this, the burden. Masa is a burden. To put the burden of this people on me. And God says to him, Get other people, and then you don't have to carry tisa. You don't have to carry them by yourself. In Chet HaMaragrim, the roles have been reversed. God comes to Moshe and says, I can't take it anymore, Kavayachal. How long? How long means it's it's too much. How long will this continue the situation with the, the Atsuni and Lo Yaminuvi? And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say to God? He says to him, You have a problem? It's too heavy? You don't have enough strength to carry on any longer. So find extra strength. Now here there's a major difference. Moshe Rabbeinu could find extra strength by adding other people to him. But how, how can you say to God, find extra strength? But that's what the Pasuk says. After the argument that I summarized before, where he says, the mitzvim and the knanim will say that you couldn't do it. They will say you didn't have enough strength. They will surely say that the reason why you didn't bring them to Canaan was because you lacked strength. What should you do? So Moshe says to God in a pasuk, which requires elaborate and careful explanation, and I'm not going to do it today, but I'm just, just a prat. He says, let the strength of God be increased as you have said. Hashem erech hapayim v'rav chesed nusei avon v'fashah v'nakhei lo yinakeh p'chei davon avot al-banim ashele shimiyari be'im. Tzlachna davon ha'amazek kodol chastecha. V'ata yigdal na'koch Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu says to God, you can't take it anymore. You really want people to say that you don't have enough strength? Increase your strength. So Moshe Rabbeinu gets strength from 70 other people. God gets strength from within himself. So let's assume we don't know what that means. I have a pshato, but this is not the time to explain it. There is a concept in Chazal, there is a concept in Yiddishkeit that God's strength can be increased. We say this many, many times every day. God is mitkadeh. Okay, we're not going to go into the deep philosophic 
implications of the statement, but it's found. What has happened here? Moshe Rabbeinu, at some earlier point, loses it. He, 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 just, he just can't handle it anymore. And he says to God, I want to resign. God says to him, get help and keep going. In Chet HaEgel, I think we can see, again, granted the obvious and important differences between God and Moshe, but the Pasuk is putting into God's mouth words which are basically the same psychological complaint. I can't keep going with these people anymore. And Moshe Benu says to him, so get help. Now, in your case, you have to get help from yourself. But he still says to him to get help. There's a further comparison here. Bear with me. I think we can see another point. Moshe Rabbeinu said to God in Chet HaKivrot HaTava, I can't do it. I'd rather be dead. He, he, he asked to commit suicide. He asked God to kill him. Because I cannot bear this burden. What is the meaning of Moshe Rabbeinu's appeal to God when, as I pointed out in the beginning, he says to him that Ata Hashem Bekerev Ha'amazah You God are in the midst of this people. Asha'ayin ba'ayin nir'ah Ata Adonai For eye to eye, face to face you have appeared to them. Va'anancha umeid alayhem And your cloud is over them. And in the pillar of the cloud you walk before them by day and the pillar of fire by night. And you will kill these people and then the Gayim will say you had no strength. You couldn't bring them in. And that's why you slaughtered them. Granted the differences between God and man. What Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is very similar to what took place in Kivrot Tava. He's saying you have identified yourself as being in the midst of the Jewish people. Ayin ba'ayin. Bekerev. Ata Hashem. Bekerev ha'amazah. And I think he's saying to God, what you are offering to do, which is to kill them and start again with me, you know, that's not so different than what I said to you then before. You're, you're, you're basically suggesting to commit suicide. Because, the havdil me'elef, you are part of Israel. At least in the eyes of everybody else. That's where it's going to appear. What, what a strange argument it is that someone should say about God because he didn't have the strength to bring the people into the land, that's why he slaughtered them in the desert. Why did he slaughter them? If he couldn't do it, he just couldn't do it. Let them die naturally. Why would they say because you couldn't bring them into the land, therefore you slaughtered them? Obviously, the Egyptians are accusing God of covering up. You tried to bring them into the land. You didn't succeed, so to cover up, you turned on them and you killed them. It's the same kind of frustration as someone who can't do it. You can't succeed. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't succeed. I'm a failure. I'd rather die. So God says, I can't succeed. The mitzvah, the Egyptians say, God says, I can't succeed. Uh, but he doesn't kill himself. He just kills them. But, but you and them are the same thing. It's a chilul Hashem. It's the same chilul Hashem. It's the same self-negation and self-abnegation of God's glory because 
בעין נראה אתה השם, וענתך עומד עליהן, ובודמן אתה הולך לפניהם יומם, ובמוד אש לילה. משה רבינו is accusing, reminding God exactly what happened to him and how God responded to him then. He says to God, what kind of an answer is this? You're going to say, I, I, it's going on. They, they, they don't, they're not good people. They, they, they constantly annoy me. I can't carry them. That's what I said to you. I can't carry them. You said to me, now I can't carry them. I'm, I'm holding them in my hands and they're, they're sticking their, their needles into me. Therefore, you want to just throw them away and kill them? So get help. It needs more strength. Bring us more strength. More strength in your case is Remember the word Masa from Kivot HaTava? Moshe Rabbeinu said it was too heavy a burden to have your Masa. And God said that help other people will help you Yisu Itcha. And just as you've carried them till now, now with the increased strength of Hashem, Erech HaPayim, Barab Chesed, Nosei, Avon, Mepesha, with the increased strength of the Yud Gimel Midot, you will carry them just as you've carried them till now. And God accepts and says, I do forgive and I do continue to carry the Jews on. Now, you will say, why did God in fact say to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ad Anna, Ad Anna, how long, how long will this go on? So I suspect, I'm not sure, I suspect very strongly that uh, as often happens, as I think is the Pshat in Cheta Egel as well, where God says things to Moshe Rabbeinu just to get him to respond. Here God is, it's an exercise. God is reminding Moshe of what took place just a few days earlier. You came to me, Moshe Rabbeinu, and said, I can't do it anymore. I want to die. So now God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I can't do it anymore. I want to kill them, which in your eyes, you, know, you figure it out. And Moshe Rabbeinu figures out right away, gets the message immediately. He says, what, you want to die? You want to have your kvot shechina? You want to have your presence in Israel die? You want to wipe that all out? And people will say that you hadn't, didn't have enough strength to finish the task, and therefore you uh, killed them? You, you killed? I know what you told me, God. You told me to get some help. Strengthen myself with others. So strengthen yourself with yourself. I suspect very strongly that God's doing that exercise to remind Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu got over the Kivot Tava by getting the help, but did he actually get over it internally? Did Moshe Rabbeinu in fact strengthen himself together with the 70 people who came to join him? Here he does that. In response to seeing himself in God's response to the Chet HaMaraglim, Moshe Rabbeinu responds exactly as God had responded to him, therefore, in effect, curing himself of the despondency, of the momentary loss of nerve, loss of, of strength, loss of character 
that took place in last week's parasha. And here Moshe Rabbeinu is in fact the lion. No lack of strength. Challenging God. Forcing God's hand. In, in, a, in a rather brutal manner. He says, if you do this, you will be considered to be a failure. Strengthen yourself. He's like giving God Musa the way God could give him Musa. In, in, in fact, in stronger terms. But what he's doing is, of course, strengthening himself in the process. And never again we will, will we find a reaction of Moshe Rabbeinu to the continuing complaints and failures of the Jews as we found in last week's parasha in Kivot Atava. In fact, if we examine Moshe Rabbeinu's ultimate failure, the one that cost him his life and his leadership and his entering Eretz Israel, Meimeriva, his failure there was not the failure of Kivot Atava. If anything, it was the opposite. Many commentators, a lot of explanations as to what took place in Parshat Chukat by Meimeriva, and I'm sure someone will talk about it when we get there in a few weeks. But many commentaries have placed it following one of the directions of Chazal in the way Moshe responded to the people's complaint about no water when he said, Shimuna Hamorim, and he attacked them. He didn't, he wasn't weak. He didn't say, Oi, what am I going to do? I'm getting out of here. I can't take it anymore. I resign. On the contrary, he stood up to them. Now, it could be it could be, and this is the, one of the explanations, it could be that he went too far the other direction. He stood up against the Jews, and the against was wrong. Shimuna Hamorim. He, he attacked them. But in any event, my point is, he didn't respond as he responded last week. He didn't, even though it's a very similar story, no food, no water, same thing. He didn't say, what am I going to do? We're going to get water for these people. No, he said the opposite. He said, from this rock, I will give you water. You think I will give you water from this rock? Do you doubt it? He, he knows how to give them water. In fact, the other explanation of, one of the other explanations of Meimariva, he knew too well how to give them water. He did it his own way. He hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. It's not important the details. What's important is, it's not what took place in Givat If anything, it's the opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu is maybe too strong, too strong or too aggressive in his response to the Jews. He carries them, but he carries them and tells them that he's carrying them. This change in Moshe Rabbeinu's response, I think, is here in our parasha. And it's incited by God, by God presenting a mirror to Moshe Rabbeinu, what Moshe Rabbeinu had done in Kivot Tava. Here, the Jews are complaining, not to Moshe, but to God. And God says to them, okay, I... I give up. And Moshe says to God, Give up? <laughs> we give up? Strengthen yourself and carry on. And in fact, the response in both cases is very similar. What is the, the, the practical response in Kibbutz Tava? The Jews said, We want meat. So what did God say? Okay, I'll give you meat. Until, until the meat comes out of your ears. Here the Jews say, We want to go back to Mitzrayim. What does, in effect, God say? Okay. He doesn't say go back to Mitzrayim. He says, you don't want to go to Israel? Okay. You won't go to Israel until it comes out of your ears. Forty years of not going to Israel. And that's the explanation of the immediate conclusion 
of Pashat HaMakrim, Pashat HaMapilim, the people say, Oh, we do tshuva. We're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. And God says, No, you won't. And they want to go anyhow. And they are killed by the Knani and the Amaleki, Ashi Yoshev Bahar, story of the Ma'apilim, those who attempted on their own to enter Eretz Yisrael. You, it's like, you wanted meat? You wanted not to go to Eretz Yisrael? Okay, that's what you're going to get. These two parashiyot are extremely parallel, but not merely in sin and conclusion, but I think most importantly, in the psychology of Moshe and and Kaviachol Lahavdil, the presented psychology, the way God presents His own psychology for us in the description of the Torah, the Torah gives of what God said to Moshe when He first came, when He first came to him. The only case where God doesn't merely express His anger or His criticism, but expresses much like a human being. His frustration, his yeush, his despondency with what's happening to Bnei Yisrael, Ad'ana, Ad'ana. And only in response to Moshe Rabbeinu's, not so much an appeal as Moshe Rabbeinu's attack, Moshe Rabbeinu's explaining to him how to strengthen himself, does God say, Salachti kidvarecha. Your words have caused me to do the slicha. And I will continue to carry them, although in perhaps a different way. It should be noted that 40 years in the desert is the opposite of giving up. Now, they're being punished, but God has to carry them more. In the desert, the Jews were supported by God on a daily basis. Man, Anan, I mean, they were in God's hands. If they just get there to Israel, so at least the way it seems to us, he'd be carrying them less because the land would carry them. God, in fact, takes upon himself the increased burden of B'nai Yisrael 40 years in the Midbar. In the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, as a nursemaid carries a child, that's exactly how God carried uh, the Jews for the next 39 years, 38 years. As the nursemaid carries the nursling in his arms. So God doesn't say, oh, I'll kill them, I can't take them anymore, let's get rid of them, find an easier burden. You, Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, okay, you're right, I will carry them, and I will carry them with this, and I will carry them for 40 years, until the time is right to reach the goal which I have set, which we have set. There is, of course, an obvious Musa lesson to be learned here. If God can learn, so to speak, a lesson from the story. If Moshe Rabbeinu can learn a lesson from his story, the, what we would consider to be the all-too-human, I, I assume it's human, and that God is only putting on a show for Moshe Rabbeinu, but the all-too-human response of at some point saying, I cannot continue. And therefore, I resigned from my job, I resigned from my responsibilities. The need to remember that you can't resign from responsibilities. Perhaps that is how our Pasha ends. Pashat Tzitzit, at the end of Pashat Shlach, all the commentators ask, what is the connection between this and the storyline? And Meraglim. 
So the obvious answer is it has to do with the sin. The miraglim were tarim, the word latur, meaning to to visit, to, to be a tourist, to spy out Eretz Yisrael. It's called latur, and it says there were tatur achrei bavchem. So he who wears tzitzit will not be like one of the spies. That's the obvious pshat. Aside from that, the pasha ends. Ani Hashem Elokechem Asher Otzeti Etchem Eretz Mitzrayim Lihiot Lachem Leilohim. Ani Hashem Elokechem. A pasuk which has no particular connection to tzitzit. But by wearing tzitzit, you should remember to do all my mitzvot. I am God who has taken you out of Mitzrayim in order to be your God. I am Hashem, your God. Kshbochu says to them, "I'm giving you something to wear. I'm giving you a sign." that I am with you, because I am the God who took you out of Mitzrayim to be your God. I didn't go out of Mitzrayim because I wanted to have a good time. I didn't go out of Mitzrayim because I thought it would be easy to take you to Eretz Yisrael. I took you in order to be your God, and therefore, yes, I'm stuck with you. And I will carry you no matter what. Salachti kidvarecha. There may be a price to pay, but eventually we will get to where we are going because you can't resign our responsibility. What has been given you, you just have to find the extra strength the increased strength to carry on to the end. <clears throat> That's it for today. Thank you very much. Call to switching my hats to my regular announcer hats. You've been listening to KMTT, Pashat Shavua, And we'll be back tomorrow with the next installment, another year in KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim.